Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. You are now listening to episode 79 of the show, almost at that 80-episode mark. I'm joined, as always, this evening by my faithful co-host, Matt. What's going on this week, brother? Just uh, another weekly postman jobs and issues and that, just dealing with people. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah, same shit, different day, right? Mm-hmm. I've been rained out at work a couple times myself this week. Went in today. Literally didn't help a single person. There was no one on the beach. I just sat there and did nothing. So, collecting the check, cashing the check. There you go. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Um, but uh, we got some stuff to talk about. We're we're at the end of the Premier League season now. It has concluded. We got about a week before the uh, Euro media cycle starts to <clears throat> get into full swing. So. Waiting on that, obviously, and then the show's going to, for, you know, about a month, uh, however long the Euro is, it's about a month, I think, um, we will switch into Euro mode, and that'll be, you know, uh, a bulk of what we're talking about, but um, in the meantime, we have some, we have, you know, a couple episodes, this episode, maybe one more, um, where we're going to switch it up, go back to some of the old stuff we used to do, Uh, looks like uh, tier list, that's what we're going to do this episode. this episode, we have a bar food tier list we're going to do. Very passionate about bar food. Love it. Um, yes. But um, it, uh, the the first thing we wanted to do was talk about our, our Premier League awards. So I'm going to let Matt uh, introduce that and give you the categories before we get into that. Yeah. So since last week's episode, if you guys haven't listened to it already, go check it out. It was our season recap of the 19, or the 2021 Premier League season. Rounded out around two hours so. We just postponed this section into the following week uh, to start it off for everybody. So we have six categories here. Starting off, we have player of the year. Then we're going to get into manager of the year, uh, best young player, best transfer, worst transfer, and then we'll wrap it up with goal of the year. And then we're going to we're going to transition into the the tier list. So uh, start off with the big big award, I guess. The player of the year. So, Evan, who would you say is your player of the year winner for in the Premier League for this season? Player of the year for me, I'd have to give it to Mason Mount, I think. Um, he was the yeah. heart and soul of that Chelsea team, I think. Um, a picture of, of budding youth, uh, resilience, and obviously immense skill. And I think... I, I just don't think I could I could give it to anybody else and feel like for the entire season that player performed and gave everything he had. And I think for young players, you know, especially in a Chelsea team that that finished in the in that those top spots and that you know won the Champions League, um, but we can't really count the Champions League in, in a conversation about the you know just the Prem. But right. uh, Mason Mount gave all every week. Uh, Great stats, a lot of goals, a lot of assists, um, but not just the stats. Um, it's it's just the control he had in the midfield, uh, being a player of, of such a young age. I find it remarkable that he was able to not only command respect from um, those older teammates, a lot of them veterans around him, um, yeah. but also maintain really, it seemed like really, um, friendly and solid relationships with those players, and I think that's important moving forward. So it was nice to see him step into that that midfield commander role um, at a young age, and I think he he gave everything he had to Chelsea. Um, so for me, it's it's Mason Mount. 
Yeah, that's a solid shout. I, I had him in one of my f- future categories, but for for me, player of the year, originally I had Harry Kane in there because of the goals, led the lead in goals, led in assists whenever he was in the game. Uh, he was a major influence on the team, the team and the opponents, so you always had to w- remember where he was on the field, but uh, after what you said with Mount and his involvement with the team and what he did for them, um, I'm gonna give it to Bruno, Bruno yeah, Fernandez for United that's... because because what he did for that team since he came in last winter, uh, winter 2020, uh, from Sporting Lisbon, he just took over the locker room uh, with his mentality of wanting to win everything possible uh, at all costs and no matter the stakes. And he just scores tons of goals, lots of assists. He's a great player to watch um, creatively. And I think he, for the most part, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He he got United to that second place position this year. Yeah. I think he had a large part in where they finished. So um, I could say a couple other things, but I think that pretty much sums up for me why he is the player of the year. All right, I think th- I mean I think that's totally fair. If you look at hit like statistically Bruno provided something that not many other players, let alone midfielders, um provided and he's certainly the reason that they they finished where they they did. They they were lost mm-hmm. before he came in, for sure. Yeah, he he gave them an identity. So mm-hmm. uh moving on manager of the year, uh, I guess I'll start off. I'm going to give it to Pep Pep Guardiola for Manchester City. Um, going on a 19 unbeaten streak in the Premier League is almost impossible uh, in the current game. Uh, we said that in past shows, um, just his tactics and not, when he doesn't overthink things uh, like he did in the Champions League. Um, I don't know why he didn't start a holding midfielder in there, whether it was Rodri or Fernandinho. Yeah. But um, in the Premier League, though, they had their, their shit together um, whenever somebody was in form everybody around them supported them and when they dropped off somebody else picked up the slack and that's just through pep's tactics and his management managerial skills uh and the staff behind him so um it's it's hard it's hard to really think of anybody else to give this award to um but yeah i think those are a few reasons why pep gets my vote all right i think that's a fair shout um between for, for me it was between two managers right it was between um, David Moyes and um, Bielsa. So yeah. uh, I I kind of really struggled with this one. Um, I I wound up settling um with Bielsa, and it, it's a challenging thing because I feel that I I know a part of of David Moyes' a career that I think he will eventually return to. I I don't think that he is going to be a coach that's there for this, you know, budding West Ham. I don't want to say stretch of dominance, but if you compare it to uh the club's history right now, like this season they they were dominant compared to what they're usually worth. Um and I just don't see that happening and I I he was great this season, but I think considering all of that, I want to opt to give it to Bielsa because I think Bielsa has done not only a lot in in you know um the championship to bring them up but he did so much this year oh you've you've gone freezy Are you there 
Yeah, I dropped my phone. Oh, okay. I'm Justin. Okay, no problem. I just wanted to there make sure I didn't lose you. Um, if you consider what he did last year and then the form and the intensity that he was able to bring to this lead side this season, I just think it would be remiss to not include him in this conversation. Now, of course, we have to consider the fact that Pep, you know, managed to make sure those guys won 21 or 22 straight games, right? They went unbeaten in like 25. It was unreal. It's, it's unlike something I've seen in a very long time. And, of course, that's, you know, Pep's going to be the answer for, for most people, I think. And I think that's fair. Um, but I, I like to root for the underdog. And I think Bielsa played the underdog all season. And he was consistent. The man doesn't speak a fucking lick of English. He somehow has managed to get these players from all over the place. I mean, they they have players from all over, all different ages, um, all different leagues. And they scrapped it together. And he made sure that they played like a cohesive unit, defended as a unit, and attacked as a unit all season long. And I know their defense was piss poor at the very beginning, but... um, they really sh- he really shored it up for them, and and that's certainly you know partially because of the players, but um, I I think they have to thank uh, Bielsa for that as well because a strong leader on the sideline is always going to translate to um, a stronger core on the pitch, and and I think that that everyone has to thank him for that. Um, and leading leads who haven't been in the league since '94 uh, to a tenth place finish in such an absolutely wild season with wacky fixtures and wacky rules and whatever the fuck yeah. else was going they, on. They finished ninth. I oh, was right it? Above, okay. Ever- so, above Everton. Oh, yeah, Everton finished tenth. So ninth, right below Arsenal, right above Everton. Um, yeah. Even better. I mean, really, fantastic achievement. Um, congratulations to Bielsa and Leeds. I hope to, to see them stay up. And uh, that, that's, that's the reason why he wins for me. Yeah, definitely those those two guys you mentioned, uh, Pep, and then you could say Tuchel, but that's yeah, like yeah, he's, he's only there half the season. Yeah, but I think he had a fantastic. I mean, he changed he changed the way Chelsea were playing for sure. Um, I think they only conceded three or four goals in the league with him there. That's unreal. Maybe maybe a little bit more. But well, no, because of the, of the West Brom thing. Yeah, yeah, the West, but they didn't. They conceded under ten, I think, at the time he was there, which is nice. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, that, those are good shouts for all those guys. All right, moving on. Uh, best young player who would be your your winner in this category, Evan? I mean, I hate to double dip, so I'm not going to. Uh, I mean, uh, it's really hard for me because if I say Saka, I'm a homer. Right. Um, but if I say Mount, then I've already double dipped. But Well, I'll tell you up front, like, Mount was my guy here. That's why I took him. How can you not give it to him? Yeah. I think he was the most valuable player in general, but I also think he was the best young player. It and I don't. I've already explained why I think he was amazing. So uh, I'm. I don't think I'm going to go in depth here. I'll be interested to hear you know some of the nuances of what you have to say. But um, yeah, it's got to be Mount for <clears throat> for me, and then Saka is second, I guess, and and Foden third. Foden didn't get to see a lot of time this year. Yeah, true. I guess just so not to double down on Mount. I think if you if you want to think Phil Foden, I think he's totally up there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's he's only twenty years old. Yeah, I remember I think Mount's twenty two. Mm-hmm. Phil Foden's only twenty years old, and I think uh, I think Pep has come out and said, or I don't somebody else like they has never 
start coaching somebody at this age with this much talent, like since mm-hmm. Messi or something like that. But just the how he is on the ball creatively, he's confident going forward. He's decisive. He he's willing to take chances uh, and shoot the ball, like how some players kind of get in these situations and don't want to mess it up because if they do, they might think in the back of their mind, well. The manager's losing support in me. I'm losing the trust of my teammates, so I'm not going to get the ball as much. Uh, where with him, he's so confident in that system to where he's going to get at least three to four opportunities a game, uh, especially with how Pep sets up that team, uh, moving the ball, tiki-taka around, and always going for drag backs just to make it simple for the team. But there, he did score a couple worldies this season, mm-hmm. and he uh, he locked it up. Uh, with the boys, so I mean, he's obviously another guy you can talk about, but yeah, Mason Mount would have to be it for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think we're we're pretty much in agreement there. Okay, uh, moving on, uh, you could go with a couple different guys here. I think uh, best transfer from the past season. Who would you say it is? That's kind of a tough one for me. Uh, go ahead with yours first. I think mine's pretty simple. I went with um, Ruben Diaz, still co- going off of the Man City one. This is one that a lot of people said because of the the structure and balance he gave to that back line because Man City's been looking for a dominant uh, center back since Vincent Company left, uh, a leader, a born leader, a leader of men. Um, that's what Company did for the longest time there, and they've been struggling to find people. Uh, Stones was inconsistent with his form. Uh, Laporte was deemed that guy previously, but he just can get uh, couldn't get it going. I mean, back in the day, you used to have like D. Michaelis in there, yeah, um, like some oldie um, Zabaleta. Yeah, you had him at a fullback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otamendi was the mm-hmm. other one. Like there was never really somebody that you could see first on the team sheet. There, no, he's gonna lead. Uh, Ruba Diaz did that, and I mean they held they held so many clean sheets. Obviously, um, he was aggressive in the box defensively and attacking. He scored I think one or two goals. Uh, I think one we we saw live when they played Fulham or somebody uh, whipped in ball from De Bruyne back post headers clean. Just those little moments, and always always encouraging the, his teammates to to do more and to keep pressing on and never never take your foot off the pedal. So I think those are key reasons why he would be uh, deemed a, a solid transfer. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, I think for me it's it's Jota. It, I, I don't really think there's any other um, way for me to make sense of it. I, I was struggling um, between him and a few other players, uh, but then I, I thought like Ames was in conversation, but he had an awful second half, like awful, right. awful second half. Um, obviously Diaz is a good shout. Mendy, um, Chelsea goalkeeper. That's a huge one for me too. True. That's um, true. Kind of like, I think undersold. He was unbelievable when he got transferred in. Um, it was such a change from Keppa who was just, awful um it's right. also fi- like five inches taller than him that's that's fair um region obviously another one he was great but didn't really translate in in terms of where spurs um, Could say cavani finished cavani was good too but i don't think um i don't even think it was 
close. Um, Jota, within the first, like, I don't know, five or six weeks um, of the season and then the first couple matches in the Premier League campaign had, like, six goals. And he was the one, um, when he came back from injury, to bring Liverpool out of the depths. And I think when, when he came back, Liverpool turned their season around. Right after that game against Fulham, it was... Jota, it was the Jota show. He made everybody around him play better. He was sharp. Klopp pepped up. Um, and I just think, like, I don't even think you can you can consider anybody else, especially because he was a deadline day signing, and True. he was worth he was forty one million. That's all he paid for him. That's a yep. fucking that that's a ransom. Like that's not it's nothing. They stole it. So that it's it's Jota for me, and I think. Um, I think a lot of people are probably would probably agree with that too. Yeah, that's sad. All right, opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, your worst transfer made this season. Go ahead, you go first again. Um, my this one mainly is for the the. It's not based off his performance, but more on the club with the value they got him at and the usage. I'd say uh, Van de Beek. Reunited. Yeah, that was mine as well. Yeah, so like forty-four <laughs> million, forty-four million pounds. Uh, highly rated uh, IX player uh, on the likes of uh, Delic and De Jong. Those boys getting moves to Juventus and Barcelona, respectively, the previous year. Uh, he played with those guys in the Champions League semi-final against uh, Spurs. Uh, the, he had a lot of experience, a lot of high praise. Van de Sar. Um, really enjoyed watching him play and really loved, wanted to see him do well at the club and just was never given the opportunity to get in there. And I think that has to do with um, poor timing with how Bruno turned out. Um, such a such a key influence on the team, attacking-wise mainly, and just creatively involving all these players. And then having to almost force Paul Pogba into the team because of his wages and his status at the club. Um, if he's not playing, it's going to be always in the media. Why isn't Pogba playing? Um, so he has to get in the team. And then they always need coverage as a defensive midfielder, which I don't think he is a full-blown defensive midfielder like the likes of uh, Fred and Matic. So he'd have to split that with Pogba in there or, or whoever. But it, it just was never made out to fit him into the system. And... That's always something at big clubs. Uh, that's always something that happens at big clubs. Like ch- obviously, Chelsea has that same situation with players constantly getting rotated in and out, just having to equal time. I mean, there, there's rumors going around that Pulisic is potentially going to leave the club. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of movement this summer, which I'm excited about because Chelsea, for the longest time, has had so many players on the books just to have and it's frustrating because there's so much money to be made uh and now with harry kane being up on the market um other players for, that we need in key positions mainly at center back uh to get to replace tiago silva after next season so i mean these clubs need to spend their money more wisely so yeah i think that's why van de beek for me would be a poor a poor signing yeah um he was it was between him and william for me um, yeah, I mean, William didn't literally didn't play. He got two assists in the first 
game of the season and then disappeared for literally like 30 weeks. Until the last week. Like 30 weeks until the last week where he had a goal, just a goal, not even a goal and an assist, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So like just absolutely awful. Earlier on in the season, it might have been, um, it might have been Ryan Brewster. That's another good one because yeah, he just he's did, up. like they didn't for get the, anything for out the of value him. for thirty million dollars going to a relegation battle team and scoring no goals is that's terrible. Is bottom line terrible? Yeah, especially playing against other bottom like you're playing against other teams that are at the very bottom of the barrel. You would have thought that he did something, but he did absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um. William, this is a stat from January. Um, William netted 1.3 shots per 90 minutes in the first like 15 or 16 weeks of the of the campaign. So that's awful. Yeah. He wasn't even getting like in and around the um, the, the net, and he yeah. he was eventually dropped pretty much from the team. He wasn't really playing; he was just playing in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just like sucked, and he was awful and old, yeah. and didn't do anything for us. And we paid him way too much. As it was a free, but like the the transfer or not the transfer, the wages that we pay him is like an obscene number. He's making yeah. way too much, and now they're going to retain him. Um, so for me, it's William. I I didn't really think anything of the signing when it happened. I didn't think it would be important. Um, right. but I was like, uh, maybe, maybe he'll help. Like we have Martinelli, who's a young Brazilian player who plays out on the wing. Like it might, it might kind of help him, but I think Martinelli is literally better than William already. So I, I don't know. It was, yeah. it was just kind of whack and that's my worst transfer of the season. Yeah. I think another one you could say is, uh, Vanovich to West Brom literally played two weeks and then we never saw him again. He was on West Brom. Exactly. Bra- Brain slave. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. <clears throat> they brought him, Big Sam brought him in for like two weeks, and then we never saw him again. I All figured right. he would have played under Slavin because they're boys. True, that's true. It might have been when he came. Yeah. But uh, moving on, last category here, uh, goal of the year. Do you want to start or do you want me? Uh, well, we just talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, mine is the Allison header, for, yeah. for sure. It's, it's, it's my goal of the year. It was a game winner. It was an absolutely unreal goal, goalkeeper scoring. After having a kind of tough year when we look at his performance in the past and obviously losing his father, um, that was an absolutely electric goal. Had a lot of emotional meaning, um, and it was in the final week. So that's that's definitely it for me. Yeah, I made like a big short list out here. I had eight on here. Jesus. Uh, we had the Reese James goal against Brighton in September. I think he was 30 out. Just It was a winding outwards off the right foot top corner. We had the we had the Haller bicycle kick against Palace. Can't yeah. forget that. Fierce, my man, got the move to Ajax afterwards. Sure. Uh, and then I had two goals against Arsenal, unfortunately. We had the Moutinho goal, I think, in in February or January. Had a Ruben Neves like screamer from twenty out, and then the the Lomilla Rabona against Arsenal. Yeah, it was dog shit though, meaningless in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what made it was Regulon's reaction afterwards. His hands on his head. He's like, I can't believe he just did that. True, that was uh, pretty uh, good. Uh, the Fernand Torres and the last three here we had Fernand Torres against Newcastle. The heel flick, uh, Allison header of course, and then Cavani in the last week against. 
Fulham chip over the top. Yeah, that was pretty good too. Mm-hmm. But my winner was Manuel Lanzini against Spurs, uh, 96 minute to complete the comeback uh, against Spurs. They were down three nothing, and with this goal, they they equalized it three three. It was it was a header cleared out of the box off a corner. It just bounced perfectly to him, about 22 out, just a outside the foot spinner away from Lloris, top corner, bar down. The meaning of it, it just like the Allison goal was absolutely insane. It gave me goosebumps every time I watched yeah. it. Those are the goals they want to pick for this, for sure. Yeah, so, all right, that completes all of our season reward, uh, rewards, season, I'm thinking of fucking foot champs and shit. I know, pain, I don't agony. even know why. I haven't played that game in fucking eight, nine months. Uh, but those are the season awards here for the Premier League. Uh, 2021 season uh, have to wait until next year for the next season so hopefully they're better uh, but moving on to the second portion of our episode here today episode 79 is our bar food tier list okay yeah. so i think we have a total of 18 items here there might be some overlapping ones just different uh, varieties of the item uh, but we're gonna run through this probably half hour ish yep and then conclude the show so uh I guess the first item here, oh, the tier list we have set up is S, A, B, C, and D. Yep. So we have five five ranges. So uh, the first one we have are sliders, little burger sliders. I guess you can get, you can interpret them because it's like sometimes people do like chicken sliders and stuff too, right? Yeah, should we just do sliders in general or should we do burger sliders? Because I think that's what this is. Yeah, I guess we'll just go based off what the image is. Cool. So we'll go off burger sliders. So... I haven't seen a lot of places serve sliders like this out here. That's because I mean, they're mid, the... dude. They're mid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like a strong B for me. I'm not ordering sliders. If I want a burger, I'm going to order an actual burger, in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to base this based off of what would I order if I was actually at the bar just chilling. Uh, not wanting a full meal, but just yeah. like something to, to munch on. So yeah, I definitely put this at, I would put this at a C. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's probably a C for me as well. Maybe it's like a. I would. It, I would get it more as a group item. You like split six with somebody because you don't want to eat too much. Yeah. If you're going out and whatnot. So we're both agreeing on a C here. Yeah, I think C is honestly like mega fair. That's even being a little generous because every slider I've ever had, besides like a really quality buffalo chicken mm-hmm. slider, is absolute yeah. ass. So we're gonna yeah, get. Yeah, most C. of the times they're pretty dry. Yeah. I agree. All right, so the next one we have is just regular old French fries. Now, these do look like my favorite variety of fries, the double-battered, really crunchy ones. Mm. They are the absolute best for me. These are S-tier, in my opinion. Oh. Nothing beats a fry because true. you can get, oh, there's always a side of cheese. You can always get some queso or something like that. I include that. I know that's not in the picture, but come on. You're not just eating fries straight up. You're going to dip them in something. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, A fry with salt and ketchup, really not much hits like that, in my opinion. One of them or two of them, always going to absolutely change your night. If you're hammered, mm. you've had too much, you're just, you need to bounce back. You're eating, a gr- you're eating some greasy fries. That's going to give you the power yeah. you need to bounce back, in my opinion. That's always how it's been for me. So a double battered fry, that's a strong S. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with your whatever, what everything you said, but I'm going to put them in a safe A. I definitely agree. That's there's, fair. Like maybe, 
because maybe you can't put it below an A because, like you said, the how versatile the fries are. There's so many things you can have it with, yeah, uh, dip wise or whatnot. So yeah, safe A for me. All right. Next thing we have is it looks like boneless wings. So I don't see regular wings on this. Uh, are these do these look boneless to you? They look like little bite ones. Yeah, they like, look like the boneless buffalo bites. And if that's the case, they're going in A because I love a boneless wing. I know there's conversation about, you know, are you a pussy if you eat boneless wings versus bone-in wings? I'm not ooh. here for that. I'm not here to talk about that. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is I would put a regular wing in an A tier. I'll put a boneless wing in an A tier. It depends on the night. Sometimes I'll go out. I want a boneless wing because I don't want to work. I just want to put the fork in it, put it in my mouth, move on to the next one, do the same thing. With a wing, I got to be cognizant of what I'm wearing. I'm not drinking. I'm not eating wings if I'm drinking because yeah. that's just going to be a fucking disaster. Yeah. There's going to be shit everywhere. I'm not, not dealing with that. And it's work. <clears throat> and I'm never full. I got to eat like 40 wings to be full. Because you're not yeah. getting a ton of meat. Like, you're just not, no matter how big the wing is. So, I am a boneless guy, for the record. Fuck you, if you actually care. Um, and uh, they're an A for me. Yeah, I, like you said, the spicy thing isn't for me. Like, when I'm going out, I'm definitely not going to order wings. But no, I respect dude, yeah. wings in general. Like, I, sure. if I had to, I'd get them. But just, like, with the mess and that, I'm gonna, I'd put them at a safe B, considering what we're saying like a night out kind of bar food thing yeah okay the next one i'll let you introduce this i i don't even know why this is on here the quesadilla well, that's this, not the, a the, bar food dude it's something i don't know it's like they'll give you two two of them three of them it's like something real quick and simple and like it, it out of all these things it can be the the most to digest if yeah, you think about it for depending sure on what, what kind of quesadilla you get whether it's like a chicken and cheese or like if you load that shit up with a bunch of other things yeah uh but i'm gonna put it in an a i, I love a good quesadilla wow if if you start at the beginning of the night if you're this this is when i would order it i'd order it like six seven o'clock if you go to like a a bar with a couple of your friends one or two just to hang out like get a little munch in before you go back and pregame or something yeah because you give yourself some time to digest that would be the only time i eat this i would not eat this if i'm at like say eight thirty nine o'clock where the kitchen's getting close to winding down and like right. it's kind of getting to the beginning of the night. So if that was the case, I'd put that at a C, but with what I'm saying in mind, it's like six, seven o'clock. I put that shit in a, with the fries. Wow. That's, I think that's interesting. I'm actually going to put a quesadilla as a bar food. Like I'm never, I'm never eating this when I'm drinking. That's going to yeah. be a hard C for me. It's with the sliders. Yeah. I think yeah. they're too mealy for me. I'm just not, I'm not down. I'm not down with that. Um, I love a quesadilla. Like, don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. I'm a quesadilla fan. I love them. I make them at home all the time. A barbecue chicken quesadilla. I mean, absolutely fucking unreal. Um, but but for bar food, um, the bars don't really do it right. Like, it's usually mid when they make them because there's just not enough flavor. So for me, uh, I'm going to take it to see. Um Unless Guy Fieri's cooking it, then it would go up. But that's that's yeah. unfortunately not always the truth. Yeah, not not everybody lives in Las Vegas. True, not everyone lives in Flavor Town. Oh, true. I'd love to be there right now. Me too. All right. Uh, what well, we got? We got mozzarella sticks next. 
Now, it's important to... This one's tough for me. So, Oh, for me, it's easy. It's important to denote the difference between these mozzarella sticks and the ones we have later in the list. These, I believe, are superior. They are a smoother coating. It's more of a batter than a um, breadcrumb coating. These are the superior mozzarella stick, in my opinion. I love a deep-fried, battered mozzarella stick. The cheese pull is always immaculate. It's longer. The cheese is usually more... I don't want to say it's almost more liquidy. If you get a good, strong marinara with this, a sweet marinara with a battered one, it's going to absolutely smack. And if you're drunk, no, it's no. just going to, that, that batter is going to just soak up all the beer and it's going to make you feel so much better and give you the power to keep on going. For me, this is a superior mozzarella stick. It is something I will order. If I see a battered mozzarella stick out and about when I walk into a place, I'm going to fucking order them. I don't even care if I eat them. I'm going to order them. They are S tier for me. Damn. I originally, during that speech, I had them in a B, but with all the descriptions and what you were going on, I moved them up to A, and with respect, I'm going to move the, the normal fries up to S. Interesting. Uh, Very nice. Yeah. I'm going to rotate there. Yeah. The image definitely looks better. Like the coating, like you said, is definitely so much better when it's smooth. The crummy, sure. the crummy gets messy and like it's on your fingers a little bit. Yeah. And I, I was debating the B because of the cheesiness. Like mm-hmm. if you have too many of them, it kind of messes up your stomach a it little can bit. It can fuck you up for sure. Yeah. That was why I was considering the B. But with the flavor and everything, I have a level with the quesadilla. Like they're right on the same page in my mind. I, I would honestly put the, the mozzarella sticks ahead of the quesadilla a little bit. Okay. on the a level so that's how i would say very nice i i think that's fair um the next one we have our steak fries I, i'm gonna let you go first here this one i'm having a tough time with because sometimes i really rock with steak fries as a bar food or let me start off like this in a meat with a meal if you're dare to eat fully you know yeah. there's no drinking whatsoever i'd have this at uh an as yeah i agree but considering bar food it's quick it needs to be snappy um i'm just looking to eat something really fast not worry worry about the flavor too much um i'd put steak fries at a c i think i'm with you because i don't know too many places that serve steak fries for for bar food yeah i don't either but I'd love steak fries. They're fucking dope. Like, I'll have them for special occasions. I don't eat them just every day. Yeah. Because uh, they, they have to have some sort of meaning. But because the ones in the picture are fucking amazing. <laughs> they have to have an ascribed meaning. They do look good. But the thing about a steak fry for me is, like you said, they're hearty, right? They're way more hearty than a regular, yeah. like, shoestring fry. It could take two to three bites to finish a steak fry. Ooh, and that's true. That's too much. A regular fry, one to two. I'll, I will shove that fucker. Like I will bend and break multiple. that fucker. You get the multiple in there. Yeah, you and especially if I've had a couple drinks. I mean that I'm just gonna shove them into my mouth and and swallow them. I'm not even gonna chew them. But that clip could be taken out of context. Nobody clip it, <laughs> uh, please. Um, but the but the steak fries. It's a heartier fry. It's it's a more complete side. And right. I think there's something to be said for them. They certainly have a place in the fry food chain and um, alongside a, a filet mignon. Get the fuck out of here. It's amazing, Ooh. especially if you got like yeah. a Bernays sauce or something better um, mm-hmm. like that. But I think for bar food, they, I have to agree that they're going to go in a C. 
Now, these next bastards, I mean, oh. these are fucking diabolical, in my opinion. Oh. They are the absolute most heinous, awful fucking bar food that you could ever go out and order. A fat onion ring? Get a grip, dude. They're always cold on the inside. It's always fat as hell. It's always sliding out of the breading. So then you just have a piece of onion and then breading. Well, for me, I just want to eat the breading. I don't give a fuck about the onion. And I just have never eaten one of these big, large, crispy onion rings and been like, damn, they're fire. Never, not one time. So they're they're actually D tier. If there was a oh Z, <laughs> if there was a Z tier, that's where they would be. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know how our friendship's gonna last. Sorry, I know you. I know. I'm pretty sure Zach likes them too. I know you guys rock with them. Now, like I, when I'm looking at this, I'm not thinking just like gigantic ones. Like I enjoy like little ones more. Like they're on the level of French fries. Like you can just throw them right in. Yeah, they're fire, dude. I like them. They they get a B for me. But not these fat mm-hmm. bastards. No way. I'm not considering just the fat ones. I enjoy the fat ones. I don't really care. I mean, obviously, like you said, they're not always cooked to perfection. That's just like everything else. They're, on this, they're on this hard, category. though, to cook, I think. Yeah, they are. But they're right on S tier with me, with the fries. Okay. That's, I mean, that's we're polar we're opposites, opposites there. there. But well, that's going to happen with a good tier list. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one we have, it looks like tortilla chips with like some sort of salsa. Now I have to ask you a question here. Is it fair to consider the fact that you may also have queso with these chips? I, you can interchange that with that if you want. That's fine. Okay. It's S tier if you have queso. Mm. Actually, no, it's A tier if you have queso. If you, so there was this place out in Pittsburgh, right? When, When I used to, my girlfriend used to live out there. She went to school out there. For those of you that don't know, there's a place called Condado, right? It's this Mexican place. It's like a build your own taco taco place. They had the most unreal queso blanco I have ever had anywhere. And they would put this poblano chili powder on top. And they had homemade deep fried chips that they made in the back. It was, it's, I still think about it to this day. On many occasions, I have been like, I really need to go back out to Pittsburgh just for this restaurant. That's the only reason wow. I'd want to go. I It's so fucking good. A good chip and a good queso can be actually just enough to eat like for dinner. It's, it's that good. So for me, mm. it's got to be A. But we have to consider the fact that most restaurants aren't going to do it that well, right? And I don't like a chunky yeah. queso either, but a good chip and a good a good batch of queso, oh, man, it's so good. It's going to be an A for me. Might have to do a one-bite challenge with uh, with tortilla chips and salsa and shit. Yeah, fucking love Just it. Just go around. Um, I'm going middle of the road here, B. Okay. Wouldn't be the, wouldn't be the first thing I ordered. Wouldn't be the last. Um, like you said, when you're eating bar food, like... You don't want to eat too much if you're going out. So, like, when I get these chips, I want to eat every single fucking one of them. And I'll and my stomach's going to get fucked, especially whether it's queso or the salsa. I'm going to be screwed for the night because I'm going to yak up some fucking red shit later. Yeah. It's going to be disgusting. Sure, that would be not big at all. So, I love I love chips and salsa, or chips and queso. I, the problem is I just eat them all, and I got to take it easy. <laughs> I, I don't, I, my self-control isn't there. I feel you. I think that's totally fair. Um, all right. Now, 
what are these next things? Because they look like like curly fries. They could be curly fries. They could be like some nasty sweet potato. Ah, they might be sweet potato fries, dude. I, oh, think, I think they so. are. I think they are. Look how uh, orange and putrid they are. Oh uh, well, they're going D two for me. They, they're a D two, dude. Fuck a sweet potato. All my uh-huh. homies hate sweet potatoes. All of them. Never. You don't rock with them at all. Why? No. Why is that? I just think they're dog shit. I just hate the sweet flavor. When I'm eating fries, I don't want a sweet flavor. You want, want salt. Salty. I want it salty. A lot of, I don't know, just the, the salty taste. I, like when I'm thinking sweet, I'm thinking like candy or like something different. Like I don't want my fries to be sweet. I agree. That's a dessert fry. And what the fuck does that exist for? That's a D. Strong D. Yeah. Next one is macaroni and cheese bites. Now, I'll be honest here. Don't have these a lot. Don't see them no. a lot. Don't come in contact with them hardly ever at any bars that I frequent or even have just gone to once. I don't see them hardly pretty ever. pretty good. They look absolutely fire. And I'm sure if you dipped them in, like, you know, some barbecue sauce or something like that, like they would smack. And, oh, I mean, I've only had them a couple times. They've been good when I've had them. Nothing to write home about usually because they're usually just, like, frozen. Um, but I feel like a homemade one would probably fucking smack. Mm. Um, I, I'm gonna go with B though. I just think they're I think they're very average. They, they don't they're not worthy of a C. They're they're a good B. Yeah, like you said, I've I've never seen these around really, and like um, the way it's set up, it looks good. Some yeah. you split with, or maybe when they they bring them to you, you get three or four of them, so it's yeah. not too much. Yeah, uh, it's kind of the same thing with the mozzarella sticks. The first ones we said, like I don't want it too cheesy. Because my stomach's gonna get all messed up, so um, I w- originally had them B, but I dropped them down to C because I'm just not too sure about it. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Uh, okay. Next thing we have is fried pickles. I hate pickles, bro. Hate them. Absolutely hate them. So for me, uh, they're both D. I just don't fuck with them at all. I don't like oh, the really? way pickles taste. No, I don't like the texture of them. And I think frying them is an abomination to fried food. Um, I'm really picky, and I just don't rock with these at all. So both fried pickles, both the sticks, the spears, and the discs uh, are going in D for dog shit. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the sticks at a B and the the discs at a C. Uh, same same reasons uh, with the discs. Um, I, with as the, like the chips, I'd eat them all. Yeah. Um, with the sticks, they give you a limited amount, so you can't go overboard. And they price them so high, it's like I'm not going to order more. Yeah, they're out of control with the pricing too. Always for all of these, even. Yeah, I know, but like, like especially for fried pickles. Yeah, that's very true. It's like some sort of like exclusive, unique item when it's not. It's a fucking pickle. It's just a dumb the deep pickle. fryer. Yeah, fuck it. But yeah, B and C for me. Sticks and discs. All right. So, next thing we have is jalapeno poppers. Now, I like a jalapeno cheese. Like, I like the jalapenos, like, diced up really fine in there. And then I I actually think they're amazing. But if they're, like, full jalapenos, which I know some people actually prefer, I don't really fuck with them. That being said, I'm going to assume that it's a a nice one, you know, the kind that I like. And I'm mm. gonna put it at a B because this these look kind of fire, and I'm pretty sure that's what these are. I don't know what the fuck else they could be, so that's a B for me. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had these ever, but oh, they're fire. Like the, like the spiciness, I'm sure if I tried them, I'd bump them up a little bit. But 
just out of respect for not having them ever. I'm going to put them at a D. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, assume they're trash until otherwise uh, <laughs> otherwise tested. I think that's fair, honestly. I guess. I don't know, man. I mean, you look, they look decent. I, it's just I just don't want my mouth to be on fire. Yeah. No, jalapeno is actually like low-key kind of mild. I don't know mm. what your feelings on spice are, but like I, I think they're pretty mild. I don't um, mind spice. It's just if I'm going out, I don't want like spiciness. And then like I'm having a couple of beers and then somebody gets a fucking like sweet shot. And now I'm like, my mind's all over the place. Yeah, I totally feel that. Okay, next one we have is um, like potato skinners, I call them, or loaded baked potato skinners, I guess you could you could call them. It's usually cheese on top of the um, like kind of hollowed out mashed potato with the really crispy skin, bacon, sour cream, scallions, green onion, whatever you want to call that, um, and a lot of cheese always. These I like. However, I think tater tots, loaded tots, or loaded fries are a superior version. Um, and I, I just kind of don't see the need for this overly challenging um, sort of, of dish because it's a multi-step process. I've made them myself many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to get a B for me because they do smack, but I'm just not ordering them because typically they are sort of expensive and they're not usually as good as when I do it myself at home when I can, you know, really kind of gauge how much meat or, or cheese I want on there, which the answer is always a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I just don't think they give you enough at bars usually. So they're just going to get a B for me. Yeah. To me, there's a lot of things I can go wrong with these. Like you said, portion wise or something's undercooked or something's wrong there. There's a lot of things in my mind that could go wrong here. And plus, I don't think I'd ever order this in general. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to put them at a D, especially if I'm at the bar. All right, cool. Fair enough. Uh, next one we have is the crusty mozzarella sticks. So yeah, we we did bring these up earlier. Um, we're not we're both not really fans. Um, but I will say even a bad mozzarella stick is a is fun. Like it's still good to eat, right? I'm still gonna the eat job them. Done. Yeah, it gets the job done. The only time I'm not eating one of these is if it's cold, because if Ooh, it's cold, yeah. it is actually horrible. Like these are the absolute worst bar food to eat cold. They are horrendous, dude. Like a literal war crime. I would never eat this cold ever, bro. And I love mm. fried cheese. I'm never eating this cold. Um, with that disclaimer in there, I did say even a bad mozzarella stick is still a mozzarella stick. Still good. Feel the same way about pizza. Not to the mm. same degree though. Uh, these are going to go in C for me with steak fries because I'm still going to, if they have mozzarella sticks and I know that they're these and I'm really craving it, I'm still going to order them. Yeah, I'm going to put a one tier below the the smooth kind. I'm going to put it at a B uh, okay. on le- on level with uh, the chips, the stick pickles, and the wings. I'm going to go right right in the middle there. Okay, fair enough. We're down to our last two here. We have one absolute heater and one absolute dog shit one. I'll let you guys figure out what one it is. Um, the the second to last we have is the pretzel bites. Now, a salty, warm, oily pretzel bite that has that buttery flavor on it dipped in a nice beer cheese or a queso, that's top tier. That is an S-tier fucking snack. I love pretzels. Pretzels are very divisive, I find. Some people yeah. hate them. Some people love them. I love pretzels of all kinds. Pretzel lives mm-hmm. matter. 
and yep. I love when it's dipped in cheese. So for me, I'm going to put it in an S. I just know that they're not going to be near an S for most people, but they matter to me. Yeah, they go like they're very versatile with the dip. Uh, for with sure. Fries and that. Like, like you said, you can do the cheese, you can do ketchup or whatever else you want. If you're crazy, you put whatever you want on there. They're yeah. so nice. Like you said, you can get them in different sizes, different, different sizes, different shapes. Um, it's a great, it's a great food to have, and it's not going to do you too much. And it's got the saltiness there, like the fries, they kind of calm you down a little bit. And I mean, it's kind of going against what I said with the chips, like I, with all those, I'd probably house them all. I couldn't control myself. So I, I'd have to, not. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd have to split with a friend just so out of respect, we evenly have enough. So I'm not going too much, yeah. but I'm going to put them in an A tier right there. Um, nice and easy, safe. Uh, definitely would order those if they were on there and there was nothing else above my list that wasn't. Okay, fair enough. Um, the last one we have here, I believe, is spinach dip. Why? Nah, Literally, why, dude? Why would I ever order this at a bar? <laughs> why would I ever order something that's relatively healthy for you at a bar? I'm out there hammering my liver if I'm at a bar, I'm out there hammering my liver, trying to get as fucked up as possible. There's no reason ever that I'm going to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to eat dairy and spinach before I smash a 40 rack of Miller Lite. There's no part of me that ever wants me that ever wants to order this. It, it's going in D. It, it shouldn't even be who the fuck orders this shit. It's just like a why? Just why would you ever? Who orders like, that shit? I like I like the salad thing too. Why would you order a fucking salad? Either? Oh, just get a grip if you're ordering a salad in a bar. Stop it. I'm trying to think what what other weird ones are like out there that people fucking order. Sushi. Some places uh, have sushi. No, really. Oh my god! Hell yeah. Can't get fish. Oh, dude! So many places have sushi. Oh, I'll get fish and chips with a brew. Oh my god, that's an all. That's a goaded combo. Beer and fish and chips. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but not like raw fish. Get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah, you get that shit deep fried to the fuck. Yeah, you have to get like all the coldness off of it. But you're you're with D. You're on a D as well for uh for spinach dip. Yeah, this would finish dead last for me of everything. Anybody in your house, like, would they order spinach dip when you go out or no? Like, there's nobody I've, in my house that would I've, do that. I've never seen anybody even have it. That's because you live with reasonable people. Mm-hmm. Um, that concludes the tier list, guys. I'm going to read off mine uh, one final time, and I'll let Matt do the same before we round this out. We'll take pictures and post them on Twitter and Insta as well. So um, they'll be there if you guys are, are wondering. But for S... I have crispy shoestring fries, double battered, smooth battered mozzarella sticks. I have pretzel bites and queso. And then at an A, we have boneless buffalo bites, chips and queso. B, macaroni and cheese bites, jalapeno poppers, and loaded baked potato skins. I don't know why I'm talking sensually. There's not really any reason to do so. It's C, me hungry. I know. C, we have sliders, quesadillas. Uh, steak frites, or however you want to say that, uh, steak fries, and uh, the crunchy mozzarella sticks. Uh, people are going to have to like re- go and look because they're not going to know what we're talking about at yeah, all, right. dude. 
We have uh, fat, moronic uh, onion rings. We have sweet potato fries. We have uh, pretzel sticks uh, and discs. Or not pretzel. Uh, pickle sticks. Pickle sticks and discs, not dicks. And then spinach. That's what I have. Uh, spinach dip. That's what I have in the D tier, the last tier. Um, but yeah, that's 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 me. Yeah, I kind of kept it conservative at the top. I was like holding back, not putting everything up there. So I only have two in the S. So I went with the normal fries. Uh, opposite of Evan here, I went with the onion rings. I wasn't thinking just the big ones, maybe like little ones in that. But regardless, that's what I got. Uh, A, we got three. We got the smooth mozzarella sticks, uh, the pretzel bites, and the quesadilla. Can't go wrong with those. Uh, B tier, we got the wings, uh, the chips and dip. Uh, the pickle sticks, and then the crunchy mozzarella sticks. Uh, C, we got the sliders, the steak fries, uh, disc pickles, and then the macaroni bites. Uh, and then D, we got the the poppers, the, the loaded potato things, uh, the sweet potato fries, and then the spinach dip. So pretty even there. Put like four, 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 three, and two. Just kind of build it up there, but yeah, that was fun. Kind of got to learn a little bit there. Got, I mean, out of everything there, in the end, I'm just extremely hungry now. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm absolutely fucking starving. Um, I just had a buffalo chicken cheesesteak that I made at home while my dad Whoa. made. Absolute fire, of course. Always, always fire. Thank you, Chris. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go downstairs and probably eat more because I have no self control. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well. You- yeah, well, you're going to the gym every day, making it up, so. Yeah, that's true. Um, going to the gym and playing golf. I burn it right off, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, guys, that's it. Thank you for listening to episode 79. Next week, we have episode 80. I don't know what we're going to talk about that yet, but Matt and I will have a conversation this week and we figure could that probably, out. We could probably do a... Euro preview? A, yeah, because okay. the first games are the Friday after the episode. Oh, yeah. So we'll, that's what we're going to be doing next week, 100%. So I'll have to do some studying this week, and uh, we'll get mm-hmm. get with you guys uh, next Thursday and give you our Euro preview before the first game uh, starts. Once again, thank you all for watching. We appreciate it. Um, stay tuned on Twitter and Instagram for the, the posted tier lists as well as all the other content we work on and do. Um, and, you know, that's it, really. Thank you. Uh, Matt, anything for you to say? Uh, nope. Just enjoy your weekends now. No masks at all. Uh, go out, get a drink, get laid, uh, have fun. Uh, yeah. And make sure to listen to our old episodes. All right. Yeah. Um, tune in. Some of those are absolute bangers. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Thanks guys. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Take care of yourselves.